Hello, friends, and welcome to Season 7 of So You Owned a VW Bus, the podcast fueled by stories from those who have dared to drive, ride in, and in some cases simply inhabit the most iconic vehicle of all time. Maybe we should say this season is also fueled by beer from Red Bus Brewing. Maybe. Out of the six episodes of this season, three of them were recorded at a super cool brew house called Red Bus Brewing in Folsom, California. And it really is a super cool spot. Uh, it is a combination of a, uh, a small, a uh, little bit larger than boutique, uh, California-style craft brewery uh, blended with VW uh, bus culture, I guess would be the easiest way to describe it. That's Eric Schmidt, the owner and founder of Red Bus. We had a chance to sit down in the bar with him over a combi pizza and talk about how this bar came to be. So the, the story is that um, I, um, I've, I've been into cars and, and Volkswagens for pretty much my whole life. Uh, my, my father, or my mother and father had a 65 Bug. My dad had an old 912 um, Porsche that I learned to drive in. And um, we had Rabbits, Jettas, GTIs, um, you know, all sorts of Volkswagens growing up. My first car was a, a 1978 Scirocco. Um, which you never see those on the road anymore. And they were just really cool cars. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I've always had an attachment to Volkswagens. And then my, my father was also a home brewer when I was in my teens. And um, I, I just very much enjoyed that process. And, and so did he. And it was something that um, I, I was involved with, with him um, in my teen years. I'd help him put caps on the, the bottles and... You know, he'd occasionally let me have one on the on the back deck in the summertime as a teenager. And I took the the brewing equipment with me to college. I went to Chico State up the road here, um, and we would we would my roommates and I would make beer in college. So I, I became a pretty avid home brewer for many many years. Eventually, um, purchasing the local homebrew store, and then um, I built that business um, up from what it was and opened. A couple of more homebrewing stores. They're called the Brewmeister, and they um, they're here in the Sacramento area. I was up to f- four stores at one time, and uh, the homebrew stores did did very well for themselves. And they, um, I hired a manager, and they pretty much ran themselves. And I got bored, and um, so I, I talked to my wife and said, I, "I want to open a brewery." That was my dream all along. Talked to my landlord here, who I've known forever, and uh, said, "I want to open a brewery." And after a lot of discussion with him in the city, and um, my wife and how we were going to fund it. Um, we essentially took our retirement and um, we were able to uh, re- uh, invest our retirement funds into the brewery. And we did it. Sitting in Red Bus Brewing, it feels like the Volkswagen theme must have been part of the initial recipe. But it only feels that way. There were lots of other possibilities. The brewery did not have an identity as we were building it. So we, I knew what I wanted to build in terms of the equipment and the size, but the brand had not been established yet. And um, I have a very good friend, um, actually Brian Wallace, whose art is on the wall here, who we, we went back and forth on some ideas for naming the brewery. And we, we were, were located in the historic part of Folsom, California. So we, we kicked around some names that were associated with that, you know, old Folsom Brewing Company. There's a, a, there's a street down there called Liedersdorf. Uh, and in researching where that name come from, it came from a, a guy named William and Alexander Liedelsdorf, 
who was part African-American and in the 18, late 1800s uh, probably accomplished more than just about any person of African-American descent could have accomplished. Um, he owned a hotel in San Francisco. He sailed the first steamship up the Sacramento River. He, he's just a very interesting individual. And so we, we kicked around with calling it Will Exa- William Alexander Brewing Company, kind of like Sam Adams, right? Yeah. And using his face as the uh, as kind of the, the logo. And it was cool, but it was very serious, and, and I liked the historical aspect to it. I liked the tie to the city, but I felt like we were going to have to explain the name of the brewery to every single person that came in here, and that just seemed exhausting. And so Brian went a long way in developing that concept, and then I just kind of, no, nah, I don't want to do that. In the meantime, because we're off the beaten path, uh, there's a big parking garage to kind of facilitate the, the old Folsom area down the street. And uh, one of my concerns was, how am I going to get people from down there up here. It's just four or five blocks, but you'd walk through this old neighborhood. So I started looking for uh, just like a shuttle van, you know, like a Ford Econoline or a, a Chevy van. And a Volkswagen bus popped up in my Craigslist search. And I said, oh man, that'd be cool. So I just bought it. And it was, you know, kind of had some surface rust. It ran. And um, I just started cleaning it up. I, I rolled uh, some red pour 15 paint on the outside to stop it from rusting. And um, then I would drive it around, you know, it's just all while we're building it out. And just the, the reaction that I would get from people in driving that bus was incredible. Um, you know, people, people our age and older, I'm 52, um, would just give you a thumbs up with peace sign, big smile. But what really stood out to me was uh, teenagers and younger kids, you'd see on their bike, they would just stop and stare, you know, and just you know, their jaw would drop open. They just, you just don't see them that often. And there was just this this connotation and this feeling um, and a vibe that goes with the Volkswagen bus that I think very much aligns with with what I wanted this brewery to represent. Okay, folks, I don't talk about my prior jobs on this podcast very often, but I want to say that I've been in marketing and communications for 13 years. I taught college-level media studies where we scrutinized advertising. And I got to say... The graphic design, the branding, the overall feeling of Red Bus Brewing is the best of any company I have ever seen. Wait a minute. Better than Menards? Menards has the best jingle, but Red Bus, I'm not kidding, has flawless branding. I mean, one of the benefits of having a brewery themed around a VW bus or VWs in general is it gives you a theme and an unlimited amount of of content and ideas to come up with with beer names and you know there's so many breweries now that coming up with a unique name that's just kind of that's within just the beer channel is is hard because they're all taken already and uh the bus thing just it it gives you all these cool things that are associated with volkswagens and even cars that uh to go with so i usually come up with the names um, I'll bounce them around. My brewer, Kel, also owned a bus. He's very, you know, he's, he has another one now too. And, uh, and, um, some of the beer names will take on local things, but most of them are car related and Volkswagen related. And so, and then Brian Wallace, um, Brian Wallace art, by the way, I'd give him a plug. Um, I don't have to really give him much, which is one of the amazing things about, um, our friendship and our relationship is it's usually about a five minute conversation of hey this is what i'm thinking and he'll usually nail the concept uh, on paper almost immediately 
our house um, hazy IPA is called Jetronic. Um, and I thought it was a cool name. Jetronic was the name of uh, um, the Bosch fuel injection systems that were used in the buses and, um, and Porsche 914s and a lot of other cars. Jetronic was um, their mechanical fuel injection system in the 70s. And a lot of hazy IPAs also have kind of these uh, 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 astro astronomical kind of uh, galaxy kind of references. And I thought, you know, Jetronic just kind of has this cool name that if you didn't know it was a fuel injection system... Um, you might just associate it with the other types of hazy IPA labels that are out there, but my thought was, hey, let's let's take a schematic of a of a of a Type Four um, motor, and let's pull the fuel lines off, and how, instead of shooting fuel out, it'll shoot hops. And so our, our the Jetronic label has you know this Type Four motor with these hops shooting out, and um, it's the beer we've made the most of. Um, 80% of the people that drink it have no idea that Jetronic is the fuel injection, but the, the 20% that do think it's pretty cool. Um, one of our very first beers was the Early Bay. Um, it was a Maybach um, for the you know 68 through 71 Bay Window buses. Um, we've done Bread Loaf Bach because you know people call the buses Bread Loaf. Um, we started our own pizza company during COVID that we called Combi Pizza Company to play on the word combo pizza and combi bus. The Viva El Vocho was a Mexican lager we just did, which uh, is kind of an ode to the Mexican beetle. And it's got kind of a Mexican, uh, it's all green. It's got a Mexican uh, beetle taxi cab on it. We have our porters, our, our oil weights. So we have a 5W40 porter. We had an 8W50, which isn't even a real oil weight, but it was usually uh, the 8 was the alcohol percentage and the 50 was the IBU bitterness rating. We did uh, uh, Galactic Beach Cruiser, uh, which is has a bus on a beach with the, you know, the stars, um, an early split window bus. Um, the other one I was just thinking of, uh, we did um, Island Hopper. So we did one called Island Hopper that's a mango IPA, and we took the Magnum PI kind of theme and we, we took uh, TC's again and incorporated the island hopper thing in there okay but my favorite has to be the label for african queen yeah so african queen is a is a hop that's grown in uh, southern africa we really enjoyed the um the characteristics of the african queen hops we made a made a hazy ipa with it that's another one where i just said here's the deal man what, what do we take a safari kind of approach africa right and um you know, just go for it. And he, he worked on that for a little while, but what's cool about it is um, there's a guy on safari and he's got a pair of binoculars and there's, you know, a giraffe and I think an elephant. I don't have the label in front of me. And <laughs> the guy's looking through his binoculars and you would think he'd be looking at the animals, but the reflection on the binoculars shows that he's looking at the bus, which is, was just a really cool uh, way to kind of bring it all back around. Uh, really, really fun little label. Even though Red Bus's branding is top-notch. It's the best I've ever seen. All right, it's the best. Even though it's the best, Eric's real achievement is the community that he's created. And the character of his community is best exemplified by his current bus, an orange early bay Westphalia in mint condition. It was a a customer of mine uh, named Dennis Castrillo, and he uh, was a very early adopter of this place. This is really a good story. Um, you know, obviously an older guy. Um, he had purchased the bus in 2014 or 15, and, and just he just he loved this thing. He just loved it, 
And uh, but he didn't drive it a whole lot. He'd bring it to the brewery once a month. He lived like four miles away, not very far. But man, the first time he pulled up in it, I was just like, "Oh my gosh, Dennis! You know why haven't you brought this thing here before? You know?" And he says, "Well, you know, I just don't drive it that much." And, and anyway, I, I immediately started bugging him, like, "Man, if you want to sell that thing." Yeah, because I, I think it's it's one of the finer examples of a of an unmolested mid seventies Westphalia you, you've seen, and it's the perfect color. You know, the green or the orange to me are the two, and the plaid interior just screams seventies, just so cool. And so um, he was a customer here for a long time, and Dennis was during COVID. He was a he was a he was a bachelor. He was divorced. His kids um, didn't really live in town, and so he was kind of alone. And you know, COVID was hard for a lot of reasons on a lot of people. Um, I lost a very good friend of mine, Michael Tatro, to um, suicide very early on in in, um, in COVID. He was a big car collector and um, that hit me really hard. And and then Dennis would show up at the brewery when we weren't supposed to be open while we, and we switched to a, a pure to-go canning model during that time. And we would let Dennis just kind of hang out in the back while we were brewing and just be a part of the team. Just to give him a, a connection with people during that time. And, I think it helped a lot for him. And then uh, once we reopened, he would be in here. He's all, he was always here 20 minutes before we were open. <laughs> so I'd have to, and then he drank one beer here. And if it wasn't on tap, it was a, we'd have to arm wrestle him into trying something else. Anyway, Dennis uh, appointed himself manager of quality control. And uh, he would tell people that when they'd come in, he'd be sitting at the bar and he's like, oh yeah, you know, I'm manager of quality control here. And I'd always give him a hard time. I'm like, well, Dennis, if you're going to manage quality of our beers, you have to drink more than one of them. I mean, you have to try some other beers. So anyway, um, late last year in, in 2021, um, he just, you could see him declining. And um, he passed away um, between Thanksgiving and, and Christmas. I immediately started getting calls from um, friends of his and his daughter's that um, were dealing with his, you know, estate and his house. And his, he had a couple of cars. It's a really cool 68 Airstream travel trailer. And they were like, you know, do you, do you have interest in buying Dennis's bus? I know you really, and I, I just, I really struggle with it. Um, I didn't want to feel like I was taking advantage of a situation like that for, you know, obviously. And um, I, I passed on it for a while. And then one of his daughters, um, Kelly, reached out um, as they were getting more serious about kind of clearing, clearing out his stuff. And um, I said, look, I, I don't know if I want to buy it, but I, why don't I come over and take a look at it and um, we can drive it. And um, if you need help selling it, I'd be happy to help you guys. And so we did, we went over there and we met, took the cover off of it and started it up. And, you know, I tried to convince the two of them or one of them, like, man, you sure you guys don't want to keep this thing? It's just, it's a time machine. You know, it was an absolute time machine. And, and they were like, you know, it's just, we're not really in a position to, and it's just to make a call really complicated with valuing it and the estate and, and all this stuff. And I said, well, listen, why don't I take it back over to my place? I've got a, some space in the homebrew store across the way. And I said, I'll go through it. I'll clean it up. Um, I'll take it down to my, you know, the guy that works on my Volkswagens for me and, and we'll get it running. And then um, we'll submit it to bring a trailer and we'll just auction it through bring a trailer and, um, they're like, that sounds great. And I said, what are you, you know, what are you going to charge? So I, I'm not going to charge anything. You know, you're, you're, you're 
your dad was such a loyal customer and I mean he got our beers on tap at other places that he would go just by talking about us. I'd been out late the night before. I went over to talk to them about the bus. So I, she, my wife didn't see me that night. Next morning, she didn't see me until just before noon. She's like, you know, where the hell you been? I said, oh, I, you know, I went over and helped the Castrillo sisters at their bus. And I showed, she says, well, send me a picture. I said, she showed her a picture. And so I showed her a picture of the bus. And she's like, oh, my God, that's beautiful. You know, my wife's not really a car person, but she can appreciate something like a real, uh, cool original Orange Westie bus, right? And she says, you're not going to buy that? And I, I kind of, I kind of take a comment like that as permission. <laughs> so I, I went back to the, the the Castrillo girls and I, I just said, you know, look, I, I'd like to buy it. What's cool about it is um, they were just here a week, ten days ago, and I was able to pull the bus out, pull it in the parking lot, and there's this still this connection to their dad here at the brewery. And to me, those those stories are just. The, the, that's what life's about, man. I just, I just love it. You know, it's just, a, just a very cool thing that's that's happened here, and uh, that represents a lot of what we are and what we're about. It is the perfect story to capture what Red Bus Brewing is. Thank you, Eric, for hosting us. The pizza and beer were delicious. If you're out in Folsom, Red Bus Brewing needs to be on your list of places to see and places to drink and eat. And if you'd like to check out their branding. For anybody who wants to see, that, wants a, you know, a graphic illustration of what we're talking about, the branding, you just go to the website, you know, redbusbrew.com. Um, you'll see pictures of that back room we were talking about where we just kind of blew up the beer labels. Lots of color, too. I mean, they're all very different colors and, and bright colors and that kind of thing. Thank you to our sponsors, Dion Machowski Foundation and Go Westy for their continued support. Until next time.